Hi, this is Katie Gamble, and I'm with my friend today, Chris Smith. We're here for another episode of Clarksville's Conversation, and um, we know it's election season, so we're going to do things a little differently, right, Chris? Yep, yep. We're going to have uh, candidates for each of the city council races uh, talk about where they stand on uh, key issues uh, in the race. And today we are meeting with candidates from Ward 4. All right, and uh, the candidates are Tim Chandler and Wallace Red and Margaret Thompson. And um, if you want to see a little bit about each of the candidates, you can look at ClarksvilleNow.com where we have their biographical information and uh, why they're running for office. But uh, let's get right to the issues. Um, we'll start with uh, Tim Chandler. Um, Tim, uh, talk to us about uh, what good growth uh, looks like to you for the city of Clarksville? Well, you know, growth has always been a, a stickling point in Clarksville over the last 15 years or so. Uh, I think it's very important for us before we start adding new subdivisions and going in and developing large areas, we've got to look at our infrastructure, not just the roadways, but we've also got to look at our fire stations, uh, our police stations, uh, here about uh, a year or so ago, uh, they wanted us out off of uh, Exit 1 uh, area to incorporate about 100 acres into the city limits for development. And one of the things that I did was, as I went out, we had just built a new fire station there, you know, at the very most a couple of years ago, and talked to the experts, the firemen, hey, what happens if we take 100 acres and put two or 300 more homes in this area? What's it going to look like? And, uh, of course, immediately they were alarmed because the growth has been about 30 to 40% more and then adding on to it. Uh, we've got to be extremely careful. There is, uh, you know, we want the growth. Uh, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, when you start talking about unchecked growth, then you start winding up. And a lot of our, uh, our growth problems are in areas that uh, are on city streets, city thoroughfares, and any improvement to the roadway is 100% at the taxpayer dollar, city taxpayer dollars. Right now out on uh, Needmore Road and, and uh, North Whitfield Road, we're looking at a several, several million dollar improvement uh, in that intersection. Uh, we opened it up discussion to the residents. They chose to put a roundabout in and uh, that was directly associated to uh, continually allowing development and not looking at what we're doing on the infrastructure. We've got to be careful because what we get in the uh, what we get in revenues on added uh, on the added uh, property tax, we turn around and lose quadruple in what we have to put into our infrastructure. So I can say it again, I don't want to stifle growth, but I don't want to put growth in to the point where that uh, it's costing us more than what we're taking in. All right. And, um, uh, Wallace, Fred, talk to us about uh, what does good growth look like to you? I think you've, I've still got a little sound problem, but I think it was growth is the, the question. Uh, 
First, let me just say thank you to Clarksville now, to you guys for having us uh, uh, on the uh, Zoom uh, thing here. And I'd like to thank all of my opponents. We got three very good opponents here in this race. It's going to be hard for our voters here to, uh, to make up their mind. I'd like to thank all of the candidates that are running this year as well. As you know, Clarksville has been experiencing uh, a tremendous amount of growth over the last 20 years. And that's probably because a lot of it is not just the people that uh, work here. Uh, Nashville has had uh, this uh, real estate bubble. The cost of housing and real estate and the rent is has gone up tremendously. People are... Um, traveling from Nashville to Clarksville to live just because they can't afford the, uh, the high rent in Nashville. Now, what happens when that bubble bursts? I don't know. Maybe people will decide then I'm no longer going to make this long drive anymore. Uh, one time uh, or one thing is, is uh, we've come up in 1999 with the, uh, a growth development plan. We now have in place the 2040 growth plan. Uh, you can see that at the RPC website, but the basic gist of the, the growth plan that is in place, the 2040 one, is uh, uh, to use uh, uh, different mixed land use um, to encourage more compact design and the millennials today, they're not interested in big yards. They, they want a more compact design type house where they are together. They're more affordable. And these type of things are being encouraged to uh, uh, have this type of mixed uh, land use. And there's more of a, a today uh, a land and housing opportunity choices. And... Um, one of the main things that we have as a council person, one of the main strengths that we have is during the budget time. And um, of course, whenever a development is there uh, uh, and houses are put in that development, it takes, there's a lag between the time that uh, uh, the property tax increase will offset uh, the infrastructure cost. So as a council person, we have to make sure during those budget times that we set aside enough funding for the infrastructure uh, to provide for that. Um, Clarksville uh, uh, has got this tremendous growth and um, I believe that the council person needs to use and look at the budget wisely because of it. What does good growth look like? Well, I know Clarksville's growing a lot. It is, I looked at the population in 2017, I looked at the population in 2019, and I'm looking at the, the census that's going on right now. The population's growing. Um, I'd like to see some more businesses coming to Clarksville, some more technology. I'm looking at the education of the population um, it's about 29% of the population has high school diplomas, uh, about 16% with uh, bachelor's degrees, and about 10% have graduate degrees. Um, I think we need some more white-collar jobs. 
Um, we have about 4,000 people who are unemployed in Clarksville. Uh, we could be, bring in some more factories. Um, we have in Ward 4 about 349 new homes going in. Um, and I could see along the Providence area, there's a lot of room for, for businesses that could go in. There's a lot of room for an improvement in that area. It's a high traffic area. Um, definitely some uh, room for um, commerce. Um, goodness, as far as growth, there's just a lot of room. That there's stuff we could do for sure. Um, Ready? Thanks. And um, how about? Well, this is um, a broad question. Yeah, yeah. So, do you see um, growth as being a problem in Clarksville, or something that we should uh, push for more on? I don't see it as a problem. I'd, I'd rather see good growth, um, a, a planned growth, um, the infrastructure's ready, um, not necessarily sprawl and we're taking over um, farmland because we need food, we need water, but prepared growth. I think we're 10 years behind a 10-year problem um, and we need to maybe um, slow it down a little bit and get ready for the growth that's coming because Nashville is, is pushing out people and they're coming to the next best thing um, or actually the better thing because <laughs> I think Clarkville's better than Nashville um, and they're coming here because the cost of living is better. We have the jobs. We have the cleanliness. Um, I think just the historic downtown areas is just as cute as could be um, and they're coming here and, and we're not ready for them. Um, I need, we, our roads aren't ready. Our public transit is not ready. Um, I think growth is good. I think um, our economy could use the, the, the money, the, the tax base. Um, we just need to get, we just need to get prepared. A hot topic is always traffic. Um, what do you think? And I'm going to defer to Wallace. Yeah. I'm going to defer to Wallace first this time. Yeah. What do you think should be done to address traffic issues in your ward and across the city? Did you hear me? Did you get that? Uh, uh, traffic here in Clarksville. Uh, of course, that goes hand in hand with growth in a lot of the people that, that are living here. I will say this uh, traffic, uh, Whenever a development is made, there should be a traffic assessment for most developments that, that are of uh, a, a, a larger size because uh, it's one of the things that should be looked at carefully. Uh, here in our ward where, where I live, we have uh, Boot Hill, and at certain times of the day when school is let out, um, there's a, a large uh, traffic congestion there going up Boot Hill. And a, a part of that has to do with the, the school there, Burns Darden, uh, campaigning door to door. Several people uh, have complained about the traffic there. Uh, several years ago, we had uh, uh, signal guards that were there uh, during the hours when the buses were, were let out of the school and they were placed there at Peacher's Mill and Walnut uh, just during that two or three hour period. And that seemed to have remedied the congestion uh, to a great extent. And I believe that we need to go back and look at that again uh, for our ward. 
The street department is tasked with identifying the streets um, that could uh, be widened. Uh, Pollard Road here in Clarksville, because of the Greenway, uh, has a, a lot of increased traffic. And um, it is one of the road, because just because of the sheer length of the road, it has very uh, little uh, curbside and, and it really needs to be widened on both sides. Um, the, uh, I spoke with uh, Representative Jay Reedy not too long ago about the extension of the 101st Parkway. Of course, this is a state road that will go across uh, Dover Road, this extension of the Purple Heart Parkway uh, to link up with the McClure Bridge. And uh, this is better known as going to be the northern loop that will loop around Clarksville. This will go a long way to uh, uh, alleviate the traffic that we have here in Clarksville. And uh, my plan is I want to work with the local officials and the state officials to alleviate the traffic here. Well, there's, there's not one magic answer. Um, there's a lot of things that, that are going to need to work in unison. Um, I know there are several companies, um, the state and the federal government, that offer incentives for ride sharing. We can do some improvement on the public transit um, and definitely do some improvement on the roads. I think as far as the public transit, we also need to make sure that it, 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 it has a stigma. Um, I think it, it has a stigma that um, it's like a low income, I'm, you know, I'm too good to ride the bus type thing, and I think we need to overcome that as well. Developing and refining the, the park and ride. Um, I know there's not a, a specialist or a P2 that wouldn't be excited if they road share that they could go to PT 30 minutes later. Uh, just, you know, giving some incentives to ride share. A very unique situation in Clarksville in that our, our, our major arteries are state highways. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we have to uh, operate on the state timeline and the state dollars when it comes to improvement on these roads. Uh, when uh, when we talk, we don't have that many really and truly uh, what I'll call city streets or side streets that that are a, a major problem. But when I when I look at it uh, on the traffic situation, it. Uh, you know, like give the Providence Boulevard as an example. Uh, Mr. Red brought that up. Uh, there's not any, not there's not any room for us to widen it, uh, and uh, so you know, about all we can do is, like I said, is is play by the state's timeline, the state's dollar. It'd be cost prohibitive to try to come in and 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 widen the Providence Boulevard. You go to Fort Campbell Boulevard was done not that long ago. When we start talking about our, our traffic problems, then, uh, you know, yeah, it helps to have traffic studies. Uh, I'm chairman of the street department committee, and basically we have kind of, as a rule of thumb, unwritten rule that anything major, we want to see a traffic study. Uh, a prime example is out at exit eight. Uh, there's a proposed big truck stop gas station uh, that wants to go out there just before you get to Rossview Road, I mean, Rossview High School in that area. 
And one of the things that we have basically demanded is that uh, there's going to have to be signalization put in. Uh, there's going to have to be road improvements made on that road. And we don't expect the taxpayer dollars to do that. Uh, if you're going to put a business in somewhere and you're going to cause a, a, a traffic problem, it's not fair that citizens in this town have to, to cover those expenses. Now, I'm not saying that the business should cover it at 100%, but they ought to be covering the vast majority of it. Uh, 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 Mr. Red brought up the uh, you know a road like uh, Pollard Road. Uh, of course, I grew up in New Providence, uh, and when I was a kid, I've driven that road most all my life, and it never was intended to have. We go back to growth again. That road never was intended to have all that much traffic on it. Uh, you know, the yards are there, again, cost prohibitive to come in and try to widen it. Uh, so one of the things that we managed to get done was, is uh, about halfway down, we put a stop sign. Uh, the residents, when I was running for office four years ago, the residents said, we've been begging for a stop sign there for 10 or 12 years. So I made it one of my priorities. Also, down at the far end, and it goes with traffic, at the far end next to the Greenway, uh, there's a farmer down there that could not get his equipment out on weekends because of people having to park in the road. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, we sat down with him, and we looked at it, and he offered to donate uh, the land uh, at his expense to move his cattle fence back out of the way. And... Uh, and now that parking lot is complete, and we've prohibited parking on Pollard Road now. So a lot of times, if we'll just sit back and look uh, at uh, the some of the remedies for these problems, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to throw taxpayer dollar at it. Uh, you know, Clarksville is growing, busting at the seams, and... Uh, we just need to be, again, I go back to growth on this. We just need to look at what we're doing and make it smart. You know, the other day I, I read a report, and one of the things they were complaining about was, well, do you want people going to Woodlawn? Do you want people moving to Indian Mound? Do you want people moving to Oak Grove? Well, you know, we're eventually going to get to the point where that uh, that we are going to wind up with – no more property. So, you know, it. I hate to see, uh, see us lose inside the city, but then on the other hand, when you start losing uh, money because you're, you're running out of space and, and traffic is a major concern, I mean, not a day goes by that I don't get stuck in the traffic with everybody else. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Um so what about uh, crime? Let's um, uh, switch back to, to Mr. Red. Um, uh, whilst, what do you think should be done uh, to address crime in Clarksville? Well, when you look at crime here, um, currently I think that uh, for 2020 stats, mostly crime is going down in Clarksville. And uh, in some over the nation, in some parts, crime is going down because of the 
the popularity of the rings and some other electronic devices that people are installing on their front doors. Uh, there's some property crime increase that we may be above here in the, the, the national average. Uh, here in Clarksville, I'm glad to see that the fair policing program that we put in place probably 10 years or so ago, uh, back when I was on the city council at that time, we were ahead of the curve, and that is um, a police officer, it, it bans the chokeholds. Uh, it also uh, uh, requires, are you there? Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, my screen went out for a second. Oh, we can it, it bans the de-escalation. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. And it uh, also, uh, uh, another police officer, he has a duty where he has to intervene if he sees a police officer that it, he feels like is doing something improper or illegal and he cannot cover for him. But there are uh, uh, 10 basic requirements uh, that uh, they have to participate in. Those are like three of the main ones. Another area, a, a, a thing that I would like to see, there is a, a host of um, non-lethal weapons. The technology is coming about today for uh, non-lethal weapons that can be used. You have the rap technology for those persons that are on drugs. There are people that uh, may have a, uh, or that are mentally challenged. And instead of an officer, the first thing he goes for is his sidearm. Uh, he can use this rap to uh, incapacitate someone. There's the M12 bags that can be fired. The pepper balls can now be fired uh, 60 feet away. This is a technology, I think, that we're seeing uh, that should be looked at from police departments, not just here, but all across the nation because of some incidents that we have seen lately in the news. Um, I like the idea of police officers taking their cars home. I think that's a good idea. It's a deterrent to crime. I believe uh, uh, we could educate people I'm surprised I talked to police officers how much crime happens because people just simply are not uh, locking up their valuables and how many people I'm told by, uh, uh, leave their key in the car with the engine running, they go in the store and they come out, their car is gone. Uh, we could, I believe, do a better job in uh, uh, crime prevention and education in Clarksville and there is a human traffic problem and it's in Tennessee and we're not exempt in Montgomery County. If you look at the data, we're right there with everyone else. Um, I believe that there's also a gang problem uh, here in Tennessee as well. Thank you, Mr. Ed. Um, Mr. Chamber, um, how about you on crime? What do you think should be done to address crime in Clarksville? Thank you, sir. Uh, well, if anybody knows me, they know where my heart is. I was a police officer for 34 years. And uh, we are, again, what we're, we're seeing an increase in crime. Uh, you know, our, our statistics show, yeah, we're, we're losing a little bit uh, on, uh, on our statistics as far as uh, property crimes are concerned. But here not too long ago, within the last couple of months, a report was released 
on on murder. And uh, it, our stats have been going up. And first of all, let me say that this is not a bad reflection on our police department. We have one of the finest police departments in the nation. I'll stand behind them 100%. Hold on a minute. One of our biggest problems right now are the drugs. I lost my great niece to an overdose of heroin laced with fentanyl. And for some reason, we have gotten past the the drug culture, and we need to come back and look at that strong again. Uh, you know, I, I we, we just, for years and years, we paid a lot of attention to our drug problem. And I think it's kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Red talked about our, our police department, and he's 100% right about they know when to do something, when not to do something. Years ago, I was on the front end of what we come up with called a use of force continuum. And uh, to be able to use force, you cannot escalate force above what the perpetrator is doing. In other words, if the perpetrator is not shooting, is not deadly force, then you cannot escalate it to deadly force. You must go tick for tack. And that's why it's called a use of force continuum. It can go up, it can go down. Our police department is doing a great job at, at using this. Uh, is, you know, again, we go back to we're not the sleepy little town we were back in the 60s and the 70s. We have a large population increase. And, of course, with that, we'll come in the, the criminal element. And, you know, how many of us get a phone call every day, somebody trying to scam you out of your credit card numbers and things like that? You're always going to have the criminal element out there that, uh, that preys on uh, on the general population. And we just got to make sure, again, like I said, our police department is a great police department. We need to make sure as a city council that we continue to arm them with the tools that they need. We've been using less lethal, uh, like the bean bags, the taser gun, uh, and things like that. And, and over 34 years, I saw a lot of they think these things come and go. I did uh, see a report the other day, and they were talking about less lethal uh, options. But I heard a, a, a professor from a university make the statement that there's no such thing as less lethal. Everything, when you fire a beanbag out of a shotgun, when you fire a rubber bullet, when you fire the pellet balls, there's always a potential for death. So, again, I go back to great police department, great group of people, and we need to continue as a city council and the citizens of this town to back them. I actually went to the um, FBI database and looked up some of the crime rates, and um, unfortunately, Clarksville is probably higher than the state average. Um, it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. Um, is, is there anything that stands out? It's, 
Yeah, Tennessee is number four in domestic violence murder in the country. And Clarksville's a, a heavy contributor to it. Um, and when you look at it, we have one domestic violence shelter and it stays full. And I used to be a victim advocate on Fort Campbell and the process of getting someone placed is tedious and it's difficult. Um, when I called and asked them where they were on, on creating new space, they're working on it. They're looking at um, 28 new beds, a new facility, um, but it's, it's in the distant future, not far, far distant, but they're working on it. It's, it's in place, but it's still a whole build away. Um, but given that, you know, when domestic violence occurs, if there's no place to go, you stay. I mean, you're not gonna take your kids and be homeless, if, especially if you're a military and your nearest family is a thousand miles away. And then when there's no place to go, I mean, it, it occurs, it reoccurs, it reoccurs, and then eventually it's, it's a tragedy. Um, as far as crime, um, expanding using the drug court, I know um, Judge Grimes does a lot of good things, um, but that has statistically proven to reduce crime, um, helping ex-offenders, so when people do get out of prison, do get out of jail, helping them secure a living wage. I know the average living wage, um, or the average wage for Clarksville is $20.50, or about $47,000 per year. Um, so helping them get a job and, and, and having a place to live, that way they don't reoffend, um, connecting them to stable housing. If they have a place to live and something to uh, a home base, uh, something to hold on to, that also is um, a deterrent for um, recidivism. Um, monitoring and public um, surveillance. So if, you know, like I said, the cameras that are already in place, if you're, if somebody's actually looking at them, it's, it's a deterrent. Um, youth activities. There's, a, for the life of me, the people who are going through the unlocked cars, I know are children. They're kids. I work with kids every day. That is what kids do. There is nothing for these kids to do. There's three community centers and the community centers are doing the best they can. But where I live, the nearest community center is Cleman and there's not a sidewalk or a safe way for the kids to get there. And, and I know some of the other wards, there's, is very similar like Ward 8 in Ward 5, you know, West Creek, the bus doesn't even go by West Creek. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's no way for the kids to get there. Um, so providing youth activity is going to deter some of those non, uh, some of those property crimes for sure. Um, fixing up some of the abandoned buildings. Um, there's this something called the bystander effects or pluralistic ignorance or um, diffusion of responsibility. Um, the pluralistic ignorance is, um, you know, when it becomes... <sighs> People become immune to it. Like um, when you drive down Providence and that one um, spot where all the washer and dryers have been sitting out there so long that people are just like, that's just the way it is. When you clean that up, people look at it and go, oh, well, it looks nice. Let's keep it that way. Um, so when somebody else cares and the next person cares, the next person cares, as opposed to the diffusion of responsibility, well, oh, well, that's problem, the next person will take care of it or the next person will take care of it. Um, it's, it's kind of a, a psychological effect where um, 
it's psychological. Well, we want to thank everyone for joining us on Clarksville's conversation. And um, we want to remind the people watching that if you want more information about the candidates, there's a article on ClarksvilleNow.com that has their bios and stuff. And um, I think I speak for all three of us when I say that we genuinely appreciate what you guys do for the community and that you're wanting to take an active role in trying to change things. And um, we just appreciate you, um, your willingness to serve. So thank you very much. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation. 